The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Zendo. For more information, visit villagezendo.org. Well, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Daishi, and it's, um, it's always really so great to see everybody's faces, in this case, online. Um, so many of you may have read in the October Village Zendo uh, Bulletin. It was uh, focused on the topic of practicing from a distance. Um, and sitting in my house far, far away from the Village Zendo, um, it was just really one. I had wanted to say something about the topic for the bulletin, but I, I missed the opportunity to contribute. So I thought um, I'd take up the topic here. And, um, you know, regardless of how, how close or far we live from 260 West Broadway, um, the experience of, of distance, of feeling distant, um, and the truth of intimacy are just constants in life um, and major themes in Zen practice. In, in preparing for this talk, I immediately thought of the passage from the Sandokai or the identity of relative and absolute that says, if you do not see the way, you do not see it even as you walk on it. When you walk the way, it is neither near nor far. If you are deluded, you are mountains and rivers away from it. Um, so this verse uh, points out the way that that wholehearted practice just just is always and everywhere. Um, you may say, uh, no, it's only at the Zendo or no. It is not at the new Zendo. It is back at the Zendo off of Houston Street. Or no, it's too noisy. Or uh, this can't be it. Um, the world is so violent. Um, it just can't be here and now. Um, because I'm, I'm confused about this whole very screwed up lonely situation. Uh, but this, this verse is an offering to correct these views and remind us that the way is not near, it is not far, it, it is this unfolding life, whether we like it or not. And I think some part of us knows that all these here and now ideas that we so often uh, here within and without of Zen uh, liturgy have some helpful helpful truth within them, even if they're just an idea themselves. But then some some sneaky, sticky thought arises and we're off in the mountains and splashing in the rivers. Uh, but then I have to ask myself and all of us, if, if we're in the mountains and splashing in the rivers wholeheartedly, is that a problem? 
Um, are we even distant anymore? Um, and, and what is this distance that we're so concerned about? So a very, a very basic definition might be something like the amount of space between two things, like, like how many subway stops or miles are you from the Zendo? Um, but distance clearly isn't only about measurable space. There's a, there's a psychological aspect of distance, um, distance as feeling. Um, and this aspect of distance might be summed up as the degree to which we feel uninvolved. Or said a little more crudely, the degree to which we don't care. Um, and here, the, the distant phenomenon is not just an object, like a, a person or a place, like the Zendo, for example, but could also be an event, um, distance from uh, some knowledge or distance from time. And I think a, a lot of the time, things uh, afar present as a problem um, because we don't care about or identify with them. Um, I'm far from Minnesota. Um, that does not remember my name nor I theirs. Um, that doesn't really show up as a, as a problem. Um, in addition to distance not always being a problem, I wanted to go a bit further and suggest that under the right kind of causes and conditions, being distant, even cultivating distance, um, might actually be wise. Um, the wisdom of, of distance kind of feels worth mentioning, even if briefly, because at least linguistically, I think Zen can appear to hold up intimacy and put down distance. But of course, it's not that simple or dichotomous. Uh, perhaps a, a timely example of this can be found in um, the social distancing measures we have all experienced with COVID-19. Um, for a time, the causes and conditions have been such that one way we could express care for ourselves and for others was to maintain some kind of distance. Uh, but of course, long after COVID, there will be toxic environments, relationships, and internal states where distance uh, non-involvement, if you don't like the, the crude phrasing of not caring, um, is actually an expression of care for both ourselves and others. And yet, you know, in realizing that kind of distance, we may be expressing also an intimacy with ourselves, um, to be intimate enough with oneself to know that it is not wise to touch fire, to know that given uh, where I am, uh, regardless of, of where I wish I was, 
that if I get closer to certain dynamics, I may actually act unskillfully. I may, I may be a cause for more suffering. The bottle of whiskey, the conflict zone, the walled off anger, the next article on the news feed. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's the norm or still a marginal movement, but but I'm seeing more and more frontline workers, whether they be healthcare professionals, uh, human rights activists, or other direct service providers, kind of constructively confront and transform a culture that says stepping back is a privilege, it's a it's a luxury, um, it's an affront to the work that needs to be done, uh, to a culture that recognizes that uh, we are all perfectly susceptible uh, to drowning in, in troubled waters. Um, you know, conversely and obviously, there are certain places, people, and practices that are very wise to orient towards, uh, to explore and, and get closer to. Um, and, and these phenomena may be the very same ones that just yesterday were wise to leave alone or stand back from. Um, okay, so 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 distance doesn't necessarily need to be a problem, and and there may be even times when it's skillful uh, to cultivate distance, but. But what about when distance is experienced as a problem, um, when the space, uh, the, the perceived separation, it's not energized with wise non-involvement, um, but it's charged with longing, uh, with grasping or, or aversion, a wish for even greater distance. Uh, it seems that uh, the distance and separation become sticky and meaningful points of practice when we identify um, with the phenomenon phenomena that feels afar. You know, my my friend, my partner, my child, my community, my practice, um, my vow, my intent, myself. Uh, and there are many ways to to close the distance. On the most basic level, um, we can identify an object that feels afar and, and try and move closer to it. Perhaps uh, we, can, we can all move to New York City uh, or go to the village Zendo, uh, hug our child, go to therapy. Exercise, uh, learn about our ancestors, um, has gone through this very impressive transformation over the past few years and now offers, as all of you obviously know, because we're here today together, um, a number of online kind of gates, such as, you know, Dharma talks, uh, workshops, interviews, and sessions uh, to address this barrier of distance for those of us who practice from afar. Um, but often this way of getting close just isn't possible. It's hard to move one's home, uh, 
loved ones far away or or gone can't be seen or hugged and uh you know regardless of the the reason we may not be able to get closer and a sense of painful distance arises um you know it can be mundane too right you know maybe we're sitting at the zendo but we are actually wishing we were having that conversation or we're having that conversation but wishing we were at the zendo uh perhaps we're we're alone and we're wishing we were together and then there are those times when we're together and we're certainly wishing we were alone so this shows up uh relentlessly i'd say and it's it's been my experience that uh that zen forms kind of skillfully use distance as a way to realize and and rest into what we cannot be separated from so during session for example we all we all travel away from home to practice intensely together. Um, one could say that during session, not only are we kind of distant from home, but we are distant uh, too from our habitual way of being, um, sitting longer periods of a zazen, eating together, working together. Uh, tokudo, the ritual for becoming a monastic is translated as home leaving. And it has been my experience that the, the koan system itself, not particular koans even, just the koan system itself can be seen as a vehicle for playing with distance and intimacy. Um, I, I have felt very far away from many of the cases or koans in our lineage, awkward in my presentation, removed from the cultural context, far from from understanding their meaning um you know and in some cases from caring about the the case the koan and then uh with practice and and guidance uh many of them now have become my own and i and i care for them deeply uh in it in addition to the this general structure of koan practice I think the Dharma point of certain koans recognize and focus on this human feature of feeling separated. So one example for me is a uh, famous koan from the Muman Khan, um, a buffalo passes through a window. And in this koan, Goso says, it is like a buffalo passing through a window. Its head, horns, and four legs have all passed through. Why is it that its tail cannot? Uh, come on, you know, I made it to the Zendo. I traveled all the way here to sit peacefully, but my knee hurts. Or 
I made time to listen to this Dharma talk. I logged on to Zoom, but what is Daishi talking about? Sometimes um, the tale, this thing, this experience that is left out, that appears to separate us uh, from or or be separate from our true nature is, is easily identifiable and can be put cleanly into words. But um, I also want to recognize that something and magnificent tale, as the verse to this koan refers to it as, um, it isn't so clean or clear. It's not so descriptive and orderly. It's not so easy to scoop up with words. And, uh, you know, maybe the tale is impossible to describe. It's just a mass of doubt or just objectless sense of joy or or dread quivering in your chest. Um, the, the October bulletin um, on practicing with distance that I mentioned uh, when I first started the, today's talk um, has an excerpt from a chapter in my Zumi Roshi's book, Appreciate Your Life, um, called uh, Close the Gap Between Yourself and Yourself, that I think provides a kind of commentary on, uh, if not this koan, at least this topic of distance. And he starts with a, with a quote uh, by Dogen Zenji. And the quote is, the other shore is already reached. In other words, the meaning of reaching the other shore is to realize that this shore is the other shore. This life is the unsurpassed, realized life. There is no gap. Uh, you know, and at, at the risk of turning this topic of distance just over too much and kicking up kind of all, all the dust in the world, a few days ago, uh, I started reading this Ango period study text, which um, I had not read before. And um, so far, I'm, I'm just really enjoying the sayings of layman Pong. Uh, and there's a case uh, too, too on the nose to this topic not to bring up. And it's called The Distance to the Mountains. Uh, it goes, on another day, the layman asked Chirfang, do you know how far it is from here to the top of the peak? And Chirfang said, I'm not sure if you can really get there from here. The layman said, if it were so awfully steep and treacherous, I wouldn't have asked about it. Chirfang said, well, you tell me how far it is then. The layman said, one, two, three. Shurfang said, four, five, six. The layman said, why not seven? Shurfang said, you say seven, then I'll say eight. 
The layman said, you made it to the top. Chirfeng said, I finally amounted to something. The layman and Chirfeng both laughed and then went for a walk together. Let's look at it just for a couple of minutes. The, the layman and Chirfeng, the layman asked Chirfeng, do you know how far it is from here to the top of the peak? And, and so this question already sets up a distance, a, a false distance. It's how far is it from here to there, from this mundane life to the peak of enlightenment? But it also plays, I think, with uh, another question about distance that's not immediately obvious uh, because it's embedded in the footnotes, which is that Chirfang's name can be translated as reaching the pinnacle. So, so in a way, I also hear the layman, layman Pong asking, how far is it to you? And Chirfang said, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you can really get there from here. So Chirfang doesn't know, as in uh, giving up fixed ideas about reality. Um, but compassionately says a bit uh, more. He says, uh, if you set up a there, a peak, a peak experienced, a fixed sense of self, uh, which is separate from here, then you've already, you've already separated. You're already mountains and rivers away. Uh, it's, it is the notion of a there that places you here and vice versa. And then the layman said, if it were so awfully steep and treacherous, I wouldn't have asked about it. In case it's not clear by now, with all my talking, on one level, talking about non-separation and, and non-dual is, is really a fool's errand. Um, it's treacherous indeed. Uh, but but in spite of the impossibility of ever describing it or grasping it, it is, it's equally impossible not to simply live it, not, uh, not steep, not treacherous, just so, so simple that the question falls away. Chirfung said, you tell me, how far is it then? Okay, your turn, Mr. Layman. That's how I read it. Um, the layman said one, two, three. Chirfong said four, five, six. The layman said, why not seven? Chirfong said, you say seven, then I'll say eight. Breathing in one. Breathing out two. The layman said, you made it. To the top, Chirfung said, I finally amounted to something. And the layman and Chirfung both laughed and then went for a walk together. When we, when we believe there's somewhere to get to, someone else to be, something else to do or know, uh, that there's some oddly shaped window that we must pass through, another shore or some foreign peak, uh, we're kind of off to the races. Um, so I wanted to conclude just by saying how nice an ending 
to a koan distance to the mountain by Layman Pong was, I'm not sure we see that that often, where two friends kind of recognize and bow to one another, uh, laugh, and, and then take a walk on the path together. One step, two steps, and three steps. Neither near nor far.